Hi everyone, Joy here. I'm very excited. Today I have Mighty Mark on my show. He's a podcaster, he's a speaker, a coach, he's a mighty marketer, he's also an author and a dad. And he's going to share his knowledge and his entrepreneurial journey with us today. Hi there, my name is Joy Nicholson. I'm an entrepreneur, digital marketer, coach and mentor. I've been diving in deep for the last year to discover what it really takes to be an entrepreneur. Not just the fluff that you see on the outside when you see people that are already successful, but what it takes behind the scenes to become successful. What I discovered was mind-blowing. Millionaires think differently. They have unique habits, focus, discipline and so much more. Follow along in this podcast where I'll be sharing my journey, the journey of other entrepreneurs, what makes them successful, but most importantly, what can make you successful. Hi, Mike. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Thank you for having me on your show. Thank you. I'm very excited that you're here. I'm very sure that you can share a lot with the audience. So tell us a little bit about you. Tell us a little bit about the story. You know, how did you get into this whole entrepreneurial game? Yeah, interestingly enough, I had a job um, working for a company and I helped, I helped the company grow from, you know, basically nothing, six locations to 3,600 locations, put my heart and soul into that company yeah. and they, they fired me. They just, uh, and then they went bankrupt a month later. It was a part of their, their plan to get out of the business that they had started and I had no idea. And so I, I decided from then on, I was never going to work for somebody else. So. Yeah. That is crazy. Wow. That's so rude. I can't, but because you're just an employee, you know, they don't, it's their own yeah. pockets. Um, that's really what it is. Okay. So before you had that experience, um, did you even think that you want to be an entrepreneur or, you know, did it ever occur to you to be your own boss? Yeah, actually I, at, at that time I had already had my own company doing it. It was called fast track courier okay. and delivery. And I delivered uh, mechanic parts just me and three of my buddies were like, Hey, it's for some extra cash some, yeah. you know, beer money or whatever at the time. Uh, let's go ahead and do it. And, uh, and it was, it was easy. It was something that we, uh, were able to make some extra cash and do it. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> and it was fun. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. So, okay. So now what are you doing at the moment? What is your current business that you are, you know, what's your thing now? Oh boy. Um, so <laughs> my girlfriend's shaking her head. Uh, where do I start? Uh, so we'll just start with, um, okay. So where I made my first six figures was, um, a legal service company okay. and that was providing, uh, legal, legal, sort of like private investigation. We call them process servers okay. and, uh, you deliver legal documents, um, to, for due process in the, in the States. You have to, you have to deliver, uh, notice to the opposing party that you're suing. And so, it was a way to charge a premium to do a basic delivery because at the time I was delivering prescriptions for like $2 a delivery. Oh, wow. And when I got certain divorce papers back in, in uh, 20, I think it was 2013. Mm. Um, I was like, this guy, the guy told me he got paid $50 to deliver it. And I thought, yes. wow, $50. Like I could do, I do 40 deliveries a day. If I could do, you know, 40 deliveries and get 50 bucks each, cha-ching, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, and that actually ended up coming true, um, you know, awesome. and we raised our rates to $99 a delivery. So that's amazing. That's really, really cool. How did you become a speaker and a coach? Yeah. So speaking just kind of was born out of um, me wanting to expand my, oh, uh, it came from me wanting to expand my reach 
as a uh, uh, in my in my marketing company that I launched, mm -hmm. and I started speaking to those people that I knew, which were legal service people, private investigators. Yes. So I started speaking in front of them about how I grew my business. Yes because that's what I knew and I just that's how I found my love for marketing was by marketing my own company that's awesome that's really really cool because it's important right if you don't market your company you're not going to get leads you're not going to get sales and ultimately you're going to fail so we need that so it's a great market to get into so what is your secret sauce what is that thing that you do every day that keeps you on your success path you know there's so many things but I think that my <clears throat> my superpower continues to be networking you know, I've heard it so many times, you know, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. Yes, It's true. And that includes the podcast that you're listening to this podcast right here, the show, um, books that you read. I mean, the more you surround yourself with people that are at a level above yours. Mm -hmm. And what I say above is achievement and success. They're accomplishing their goals and their dreams. Mm -hmm. Then you're going to be naturally uplifted. You know, your, yes. your network is your net worth. That's yes. been my mantra. Yes. And I live by that as well. And it's so, so true. It's funny because I just recorded an episode where we were talking about, you know, like surrounding yourself with successful people because it's such an important part of your entrepreneurial journey, right? Absolutely. What has been your greatest accomplishment thus far? You know, when I, I'm a podcast host too, whenever I ask people this, I get an answer I'm, I'm disappointed by because it's the way I, like, uh, but, but the truth is what I'm most what I'm most um, proud of is the relationships I've built with my children, with my girlfriend, right? A lot of times those aren't the answers that we want to hear though, right? <laughs> no, but I do. Uh, I do like that. Yes. Yeah. 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 Cause I think if you, you, um, there's someone who says, you know, I mean, I, you, I could go talk about this for forever because I just, I'm so passionate about it, but the idea that, you know, your OPP, your opportunity, your passion and your purpose. Mm -hmm. And so if you, if the opportunity that has presented itself in your life mm -hmm. has come to you, cause it doesn't come to you just when you want it to come to you, it comes to you at a different time at a certain time in your life yes. and different opportunities come, right? I got fired from a job that I was like, I put my heart and soul into. And I thought like, this is it. Like five years of my, and, and I was a top sales company. We were the slowest site in traffic, but the top, performing sales site and uh and i'm like how do i get fired the guy who brought this company from six to 3600 sites it was because god had something more in store for me and i and i was open to receive it and so and sure enough i've scratched and clawed for a long time but i've i've built a nice a nice life for myself yes that's awesome um yeah there's always a bigger purpose you know um so do you feel like that failure brought you closer to where you are now in your successful company oh absolutely i was talking to my girlfriend about it today she works for a great company and and they're hiring you know and it was like hey, you know like i could totally go work for them i like them but then as i'm sitting there thinking about it like i would never put all my the skills and things and everything i put into myself to another company again uh, unless i owned a part of that company yes yes yeah, because yeah. it's so much better to be your own boss, right? <laughs> well, the, here's the thing. like, It's kind of like buying versus renting a house. This is honestly how it is. And if you really think about it, uh, everybody would end up becoming entrepreneurs because they're like, this is crazy. If you ever tell anybody who rents a house 
you should buy. The first thing is like, well, I don't know the security of whether they want to stay in that area or not, or all these different reasons come into mind why they, why they're renting versus buying. Maybe their credit's not great, mm-hmm. but if they could buy, it's a no brainer. Like for anyone, it doesn't matter if you're going to move because you can sell. It doesn't matter what the reasons are. If you're buying, you are putting money in the bank every time mm-hmm. you make that mortgage payment. Correct. Well, when you, yeah, when we, when you work for another company, they're putting money in the bank every time you answer the phone or every time you get a sale. But if it's your company, you're putting that money in your bank and they're, you know, and so that's, that's, it's as simple as that. It's really simple. That's a great example. I really love that. I'm going to remember that. That's a really awesome one. Okay. So up to date, um, what has been your biggest like failure or struggle that you have in your business? Um, let's see. I mean, we hear this one a lot, but it is, I was just telling a friend today on the phone, you know, uh, the shiny object syndrome is probably it. You know, I, mm-hmm. when you said, what is, what are, what do I do for business? It's like, I would love to say there was one thing and there is one thing that I have that I'm focused on right now, but mm-hmm. it's, it's so many things because once you get the ball of creativity and um, momentum going forward, it, it creates a flood of ideas and excitement. And when you're networking with all of these great people that are similar to you, they mm-hmm. have ideas. Mm-hmm. So opportunity is everywhere and ideas are everywhere, but not every idea is the opportunity you should be taking. And that's what, that's why I was saying the OPP, your opportunity, your passion, and your purpose. Mm-hmm. And then, and then they all meet up together. And when those three things meet together, then it's something that you should take advantage of. For example, the 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 crisis with the toilet. We were talking about the toilet paper shortage, and it's just like yeah. a crazy yeah. uh, thing going on all over. That's an opportunity. Is it my passion? No. Is it my purpose? No. However, my passion and my purpose to help to to help save the world. There's a lot of different things going on. We can go into that if you want to, but to help people around the world that actually does line up with my passion, my purpose and the opportunity to be able to sell commodities to yes. then take the profits to help people around the world. Yes, that's so true. Let's, let's go a little bit into your passion. What is your passion? What is that thing that drives you? Yeah. So I've always known uh, ever since, uh, you know, kind of touched my heart to see the kids and people that were drinking their own urine water and, they were going to the bathroom in their own thing. And I've heard people talk about this kind of stuff. And I always think like, ah, that's a hoax. They just want your money and this kind of stuff. Uh, you know, like I'm out in the streets. I see what's happening. There's not that kind of, you know, being a young kid, not knowing the world is a big place. Um, I learned that there are a lot of people suffering and that there's so much money. I learned that for $37, you can, you could save somebody's life. Like literally $37, you can save somebody's life. Uh, with vaccines and water for a month and just that alone could get them to a point where they could get rid of dysteria and actually survive and when i learned that I, and and how much money i blow on lunch every day or whatever like i was like okay there's we there's something i can do i can make a big enough impact um on the world and but okay so the problem is i didn't know how i would do that so i set off to just make as much money as i could Yes. and just build businesses and do these things. And so not really knowing, uh, I know my passion, my purpose is to go and do that, but yes. having, but not having the opportunity because I didn't have the, the money uh, or someone saying, Hey, come with us. We're going to go help people. Right. 
I just set off to make money because I wanted to, and I had kid and I have kids. And so I wanted to make sure my kids were taken care of. And just honestly, like a week ago with this whole crisis going on with the coronavirus and stuff and, and, and the shortage of things, supply and demand here, I thought this is a no brainer. And so next week I'm launching uh, a thing called the world sanitation project.org. And it's not live right now. I built the site. It's live, but it's um, it's just right now building a, a launch tr a launch community mm -hmm. um, to be able mm -hmm. to get people um, educated on it. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to source products, the best products that I can, U.S. based products, other places too, wherever I can find it uh, for a good price, and, and and make it kind of the Amazon for the commodities that people want. And all the proceeds will go to this project to give clean water vaccinations mm -hmm. and um uh toilet but i mean there, I, I watch a video on the on the page you can go watch it there's actually a village where there's hundreds of people in this village they all got their money together to buy one toilet and by buying one toilet their deaths were cut in half people who died that year were right. cut in half just by having that one toilet burying their their fecal matter and stuff in the ground instead of having it flowing in their river mm. it's crazy yeah. Wow, it's crazy what you can do just yeah. by just by taking 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 action. I think a lot of people think that that's too high. It's dreaming too high, but you know you can accomplish anything if you put your mind to it. Eric Thomas, those of you guys who are like, oh, I'm not sure about that. Go look up Eric Thomas on YouTube and and, and listen to him every day, and yeah, you'll you'll accomplish whatever you want. Yeah, uh, I've se I've also I've seen some poverty around me because I'm from South Africa originally, and um, oh. New Zealand. New Zealand doesn't have poverty in comparison to what I've seen before in my life, you know, and, um, you know, I know how, you know, little kids can suffer with no water and no food and, you know, all of the bad stuff and, and yeah, just growing up in very poor environments. Um, not me, but, you know, seeing people that have been there and it's very sad what little kids go through. And I always teach my children, be grateful for your kids. <coughs> Because there's lots of kids that don't have food. And unfortunately, um, a lot of the people in the world don't realize that that's a real thing, you know, especially for African mm -hmm. countries and, you know, some other countries as well. So what is your, okay, so let me ask you this way. So you're starting now this, this nonprofit. So what is your, like, do you have a goal with this project that you, you know, what's the end goal in this? So... <laughs> So, you know, let me just, uh, let me just start with saying, you know, Tony Robbins, most people know Tony, yes. you know, if you don't, you can look him up on YouTube. He, he had the goal. So when he was a little kid, some guy brought him a turkey and brought his family a turkey and they weren't going to have any food for Thanksgiving. Yes. And some man showed up and, and brought him a turkey. And he tells the story a couple of times in his, in his videos. Yes. Um, and he got that turkey and he thought what a blessing it was and how it like helped his family so much, giving him hope as a kid. And so when he got older and he, he decided he was going to go do the similar thing, you can go listen to his story, but it was, it was just a great, powerful message. Yes. One year he, he didn't have very much money, but he got all the money he had. He went and bought a Turkey for a family. The next year he did two, the next year he did three. Now he's like feeding like, I mean like not just dollars, but like in the entire San Diego or whatever it is, like he feeds millions of people every Thanksgiving and helps so many people. And so I thought it's just, it becomes a compound effect. You know, there's a Peter Drucker, I think is his name. He created a book called the compound effect. Mm -hmm. If you get things going in the right direction mm -hmm. uh, and you get enough, you have motivation to get it started yes. and you can do, and you can put efforts in the right area and in the right way 
mm-hmm. and you've 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 formulated this thing in a way mm-hmm. like for example building this website and, and like solving this problem for people like an Amazon for commodities but it's a completely nonprofit people can come on and buy toilet paper um, like I, uh, there's this company called HelloFresh where you, you put in your food they'll ship it to you once a week or whatever and it's just great for your health and like eating well and that's kind of the concept because I want to like you'll get something shipped to you whatever you ordered ahead of time for that month's shipment mm-hmm. and you'll get your toilet paper and, and you just you never have to worry about your soaps and your toilet paper and your whatever and yeah. all of that money just goes straight to helping these people and so as it grows and they're saving money too mm-hmm. and as it grows um my goal, you asked, uh, my goal is to completely, mm-hmm. completely have at least, at the very least, vaccinations available in every part of the world, which Bill and Melinda Gates has made huge impacts already. And uh, people like them are willing to donate. If you're, do- if you're doing good things, people like them will, will turn and, and donate in a heartbeat. Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of people think that there's no, like okay cool you're going to do this foundation you're going to go do this thing but the thing that i would tell people that say like what's in it for you well first of all it's my foundation it's the idea that i'm going to do this thing it's my impact it's my ultimate goal to make that kind of impact on the world not for my not for other people or what people are going to say about me but for me that i know that before my body hits the dirt i'm going to make that kind of impact and it's because i'm a believer you know i have faith that i was sent here for a purpose greater than myself you know I love that, Mark. Honestly, I do love that. And I completely, completely understand. You, you know, you obviously into Tony Robbins. I myself uh, as well. Um, you obviously didn't know Dean Graziosi too. And, um, you know, Dean has also this bigger purpose in life. And he's got this, um, you probably know, seven levels deep. Yeah. You, you just yeah. asking. And I didn't realize what was my real level of like, what is my biggest thing of why I'm doing what I'm doing. And it actually came out that I want to feed poor people, like poor children, you know, because there's coming from, you know, a, a country where there's so many hungry children. My ultimate goal is to, you know, provide people or kids, specifically kids with food, but I don't want to just provide them with food. I want to teach them how to make you know, like how to actually create a source, you know, growing potatoes or whatever they need to do. And that's my ultimate goal in life. So I completely understand where you come from when you say, you know, there's a bigger purpose to life than just, you know, making money. (laughs) Yeah. And the thing is, you're going to make money. If you're the guy, there's a guy that that did something called the clear water project. I think it's called, uh, a great idea. He used to be a nightclub promoter. He decided he was going to go bring clean water to the world. Similar project to mine, yes. uh, but it was just focused on water, which is great. Yes. And uh, he went and did a whole, um, he did a whole uh, per, a nightclub like uh, event, mm-hmm. and they got a, a promoter. I mean, a nightclub to donate their club for a night, yeah. and made like fifteen thousand, and that's how it began. He recorded and and all this stuff. The, the reason I bring him up is he knew that a lot of people were skeptical against. Um, these type of organizations the foundations because they're like well hey you're just going to take a salary and which is true a lot of foundations you have to decide when you first set up your foundation are you going to take a salary out of those out of those donations or are you going to set it up where it's completely separate so one person will donate your average person is just going to donate to the cause and then you reach out to affluent people who have money say hey we're trying to keep this thing going but we have another donation purpose which is to keep uh, us paid and help and, and fed so that we can, can focus on this mission and and so there's always a way like you don't have to worry about if it's your purpose if it's your opportunity that's come by and you look at it and you say well I'm passionate about it 
but is it your purpose? Is there something better that you could do that you that is more your skill set that you should be focused on versus this opportunity that's come by that is is pretty good? Like everyone's passionate. Like even if you're not a believer, like you don't believe in Christ, you know, even if you're not a believer, anyone I talk to about children, like how children should be treated, there's never any confusion about that everyone walks a fine like a straight black and white line that that children should have food and water mm -hmm. should be should be healthy should have what they need mm -hmm. the fact is they don't so whatever we can whatever i can do to make that happen if i can use my marketing skills as the world's mightiest marketer <laughs> then i'll do it <laughs> yeah no that's that's awesome we'll have a chat about this um at a later stage as well you know how we can help each other with these things okay so with execution when it comes to achieving your goals what is your key things that you do as an ex execution method if i can put it like that yeah so execution is uh, so you have ideas right we're talking about all these different ideas and things mm -hmm. execution is a matter of getting the information because mm -hmm. what happens is i was the kind of guy that would have an opportunity and I would like the shiny object syndrome. I'm still that guy, actually. I'm constantly battling this. And so what you do is if it's something that you've decided that it fits your opportunity, passion, and purpose, you have the skills and ability to do it, mm -hmm. um, you don't just go after it. What yeah. you go after is information sourcing. And so what I like to do is, is something that they call in the one thing. You can read the book called The One Thing. I know. I knew who wrote it. I can't remember who it. But it is an amazing book. He says the one thing a lot, so be prepared for that. <laughs> but uh, the one thing, everything's the one thing. And the, and the, the, the thing I like about it is just get all the information that you have around that subject and do what's called mind mapping. Mind map everything out. And this is not procrastinating. Be careful that you're not procrastinating. Just to, yeah, I do the <laughs> mind. You're not just perfect. <laughs> you, you mind map? Yeah, this one behind you. <laughs> I love mind mapping because our minds actually have most of the information that we need. That's why we made a decision to go down the path in the first place. So you mind map everything out. Then you create an outline. What is the thing that if I only did this one thing today would, would make everything else irrelevant or unnecessary? If I did this one thing... Um, it would make everything else that I want to accomplish today irrelevant or unnecessary. And, it, and, do, and then as you're doing this, decide, would I pay somebody else to do this thing? Mm. Uh, yes. what, you know, so if you wouldn't, if you can, <clears throat> I'm a popular guy. <laughs> um, if, if you can do this, if you could do this one thing. Um, it, oh yeah. So if you would pay somebody, so if you could, if you wouldn't pay somebody, uh, uh, $500 an hour, whatever your, whatever your normal wage would be, let's say uh, 75 an hour. If you wouldn't pay somebody 75 an hour to do it, then you shouldn't be doing it yourself. You should hire someone else that'll do it for $4 an hour. Exactly. Yeah, I completely yeah. agree with you. It's not always about the, the what, it's about the who. Who can you get to do the little tasks that you don't, should be, you shouldn't be doing them in your business. I completely agree. Build a team. Build a team. The other thing I would say about building a team and doing that is that you're getting the, the certain people who are better than you at certain things. I just love that idea. I love that, um, you know, you were talking about execution, um, creating a, a dream 100. Russell Brunson calls it the dream 100 list. And I love, 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 love this idea because the dream 100 principle is like, when you think about 100 people, like let's say whatever business you're doing, if you're listening to this and you're like in a, a legal service company, I deal with a lot of those. Think about having 100 clients. 100 clients seems like a lot when you don't have any. 
But a hundred clients, when you when you've been running a business for a couple of years, it doesn't seem like very many at all. No, but if you have a hundred clients, Joy, that are like the top clients that pay you good money, you're doing really well. And if you can focus on just those hundred, when their kid has a birthday party and you send them the thing that their kid likes, you have a client for life. Exactly. That's it. It's about like really making your client feel special and that they're not just another client that you actually, yeah, mm -hmm. I completely agree with you. Um, I once worked for a company a long time ago, probably wow, 10 years ago, I feel old now. Um, and they used to do that. Like when it's their client's birthday, they used to send them something and not just your average ping, you know, they would actually go out and do something specifically for like say $50 just based on that client and that person's, you know, like a real present, not just your average present. Um, and that really, the client retention was phenomenal because they did that. Mm. Yeah. And the thing is, you look at someone like Russell Brunson, like the reason why he's even doing videos with the likes of Dean Graziosi and, and Tony Robbins because of the Dream 100 principle. Oh, you know, Dean and, and Tony have been on his Dream 100 list forever, sending them a monthly pack care package every month saying, hey, you know, <laughs> this is what I'm doing. Yes, it's it's a, the power of those things is just absolutely amazing. I completely agree with you. So, okay, so let's talk about a little bit, um, this is about, we've got about three more questions left. So let's talk about the keys of developing, um, you know, your business. What is those things that you do? Okay, Dream 100, we kind of talked a little bit about that. But what are the other keys that you use to develop your business? Yeah, so to develop a business, so first of all, you got to decide, like, is there, um, it's called product market fit. So whenever you have any kind of a product or a service or a thing, like you want to have something that people are going to buy. And I feel like what a lot of people do is they think about what they would buy, which is not a bad start, but, would, but what they would buy or what they would want to sell or what they think there's a thing, like I was talking about toilet paper, for example. So let's just use that for an example. Supply and demand right now, if I had a supply of toilet paper, it would be bought up immediately. So that's that product market fit is great but a year from now when there's no virus hopefully or whatever like people the the demand could dramatically go down yes. so what you want to do is when you're developing your company this is something when i when i have marketing clients i'm working with someone right now is test it so create let's say five ads like let's say you want to sell um i want to try to be focused here because it could go a lot of ways here right but yeah. You're developing your company. You need to test the waters and see what the best fit is for the market. The market is the people who are going to buy mm -hmm. and the product or service is the thing that you're able to offer. First of all, are you the person that is best able to offer it or mm -hmm. can you have some kind of a, a value message that's different from what's already out there mm -hmm. and then bring it to the market. Now that can be a service that could be you're a coach, a, an author, a speaker. You have a book that you're going to write that's different from these other people, whatever it is. Are there people that are going to buy it? Like create a little PDF or something yeah. that you could put out into the market to see if people like it and it's, test it, test the waters. Yeah. That's a, yeah. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. And then once you have that, then you can come up with a business plan that says, okay, um, like for example, I'll just give you a quick example. Like I'm in the legal service space. So I've been doing these things called roundtables and it's a roundtable discussion for networking. It's like a mastermind meeting and it's free and for marketers to come in from, I mean, not marketers, uh, legal service companies coming from all over and um, thousands of people listen to my podcast. So you think there'd be thousands of people in this roundtable, but there's like five to 10, sometimes 40 people at the most in the roundtable. And I'm just kind of like, this is a free thing that's helping them grow their business. Um, 
I learned by doing that process that it's that the product market fit is not there. There's not like a pain point that makes them say, I got to go to these round tables. Mm -hmm. However, if I do a thing that says, hey, here's a marketing uh, webinar where I'm going to show you how to get Google reviews on autopilot so you can start getting more customers. Well, now it's like, whoa, I, don't, I want more customers like yesterday. Yes. Then the webinar is full of people because it's maxed out because people are like, hey, they want more customers. So the product that I'm offering to the market who wants it, it's a, it's a good fit. And so now I can come up with a plan for how I'm going to execute it and who is going to execute it. Are there better people to fulfill those proper positions in the marketing space, in the networking space, and in the management, the actual management and delivery of the service that you're going to be providing is uh, powerful. Yeah, I love it. It's, this is great advice. This is awesome. Thank you. <laughs> no I, completely, I completely agree with you. Okay, so last little question. So um, you obviously, you know, you, you love what you do. Yeah, you, you know, you've got a passion for your bigger purpose and you, you've got a bigger purpose that you feel like, you know, that's your thing. Would you change anything that you do? You know, like down the line, do you see yourself doing something that's not quite right now what you do? Yeah, so right now it's funny is because all of the things that I was, was doing up until uh, a couple of weeks ago mm -hmm. when I found, when I realized that like creating, okay, so there's a couple of things I learned about myself. One thing is I love being the guy to come in, Mighty Mike coming in and getting a customer new clients. I love that. What I don't like is feeling like a servant to my clients. I don't like it when a client uh, is upset and treats you poorly. We, no one does, right? No one likes to... Uh, likes to have that. And so what I've realized is I want to create a life where I'm free, yeah. not having to answer anyone. And so having, and while at the same time fulfilling my, my purpose and my, and on this, on this earth and helping people. And so the way that I've found to do that is by creating this foundation and being able to uh, find the resource and just make that my mission and go off, go after it. So you say, what will I not be doing later? The things that make me the most money are the things that bring me the most stress and actually don't provide the value that I'm ultimately looking for. So things that, uh, that aren't really my passion, mm -hmm. that were an opportunity at some point, that aren't my passion and aren't my purpose, they're gonna fade away. They're gonna go either be sold, companies will either be sold or, um, or I'll just tank them. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you got it. The 80-20 rule, I would just refer to the 80-20 rule. The idea that 80% of the things that you're doing, um, you know, 20% of your clients are paying for 80% of your pro the thing, the 80% the, uh, of your income comes from 20% of your clients. And, and, and it's true, 20% of my clients, that I, the, the ones that I want to keep that are actually providing me the most um, income for the least amount of stress, it's like 20%. And so once you realize that, it becomes a, a matter of getting rid of the businesses and things that are taking too much of your time. Yes. No, I completely, I love this. You like, you like the Expedia. It's like <laughs> pouring out of you is amazing. <laughs> this is awesome. Thank you, Mark. Um, I have one last little, more like a statement question thing. Uh, say somebody wants to start out. They're starting this entrepreneurial journey, but they're just not exactly sure if this is for them. What advice would you give them? I like Tony Robbins' advice. Somebody said mm -hmm. one time, like, find your passion and just go after it, and there is no plan B. Um, the hard part is, is like finding your, your plan A, right? Like, uh -huh. And so I like Tony Robbins' advice. He says just make a list 
and be detailed. Say like, well, I think I might like being a pilot. Um, it's one of the one of the reasons I love Boy Scouts of America. I did. I was a scoutmaster for five years, and uh, I I love the program because there they have the merit badges right and so each of the merit badges gave the boys an opportunity to see if that was a subject that, that they would be interested in yeah. so like there's a pilot merit badge so there's a pilot somewhere we actually had one in our church who would take the boy out let him actually fly and yeah. like feel the, the the you know how it is to fly mm -hmm. and decide if that's something he's interested in he might get in the helicopter and decide you know what mm -hmm. this was terrifying i never want to do that again and so Tony Robbins says, make a list of 10 things you want to do and go after it. And then you'll, you'll know what it is you want to do. Mm -hmm. And because one fails, you don't sit there and go, man, what did I do? I'm such a failure. No, you'll go check, go to the next one. Number two, check, go to the next one. Number three. And I feel like I've been doing that for the last few years mm -hmm. and, and I have made money. It's not that I didn't make uh, a lot of money. I just, I just um, hadn't found my passion. I mean, I hadn't found a way to connect my passion financially in a way that's going to actually accomplish the goal that I'm trying to go after. And I have now with the world sanitation project. So, um, yeah, I think if you ever met a boy scout who's become an Eagle and mm -hmm. you talk to him for a little bit, you're, you mm -hmm. see the difference because they have this sense of confidence mm -hmm. that you don't see in most kids that are 17, 18 years old because they've, they know what it is that they want to do because they've tested so many different things to see what they don't like. It's like dating, right? You go date, like, I realize I don't like a chauvinist pig, right? So you're like, <laughs> like, I realized a long time ago, Joy, that I don't like a woman who chews with her mouth open. Like, I just don't want to see your sausage, your eggs and whatever in your mouth as we're, as we're eating. <laughs> so I hope that answers your question. Yeah, no, I did. Thank you so much. I appreciate your time. I really enjoyed having this, uh, you know, this, power source of information from you. That was fabulous. I'm sure the audience will also enjoy that. Thank you so much, Mark. I really appreciate you and have a great day. And yeah, just thank you. Well, thank you, Joy. I appreciate you having me come on. I really, uh, I love podcasting because I love the, the medium for being able to meet people that maybe otherwise wouldn't speak to me, right? Because yeah. people are like, I don't know who you are, what it is that you do. And then you meet and you realize someone like joy, like my passion, my purpose, my, this opportunity that's come to me in this, in this life, I'm going to bring food and water and sanitation to people all over the world. And yeah. guess what? When it comes time to give them food or someone who, who else is doing food, I'm going to say, listen, I know this gal joy who loves the idea of teaching kids to plant food. And yeah. here we go. And now we're connected. That's it. And I have connected so many people through my podcast. Um, and it's an amazing feeling just, and I don't want anything out of it. It's just like, oh, this person can help. Yeah. And I just connect people. It's just, I love it. I absolutely love it. Um, also, people, don't forget to subscribe and hit the bell button for more episodes coming up. And we will drop all Mark's links to the bottom, um, you know, also to support his project, because I think it's an amazing idea. Awesome. Thank you so much, Mark. Have a lovely day. Take care. Take mighty action. Bye.